Good evening and welcome to the first episode of What I'm Playing Now. My name is Joe Luzzi and with me tonight is my co-host Greg Martin. How you doing Greg? Uh, we're dancing with the devil tonight, Joe. <laughs> That's what it sounds we're, like. We're, we're completely <laughs> dancing with the devil right now. You may lose me, so. <laughs> well, I got plenty to talk about this weekend since we all know what came out this weekend on Friday, but um, we will get to that later on in the show. There's a tweet teaser for everybody. We're gonna we're gonna flip and start teasing things in the show. We got yeah, we got two teasers for you. Um, you're gonna lose me in like a half hour, and then you can talk about your thing after I'm gone. There you go. Mm. Well, let's hope you're around a little more than that, and you can make it to the end. But who knows? We'll see what happens. I told my wife earlier. I was like, I may be doing a show tonight because I, I I told her I go, I'm doing a show every Monday. I go, if I have to do one myself tonight, she goes, well, just talk about the PlayStation. You know, she goes, it's all you. She goes, I'm sure you can bullshit enough about that. I'm like, I, I'm sure I can. I'm yeah. sure I can. So, so just to, just a preface, um, my internet is first. My internet was flaky. Then I had a shit storm of a mess happen at work today, and then I come home and it looks like the Ethernet jack on my PC is flaking out hardcore. Um, so I'm actually running this off of a 4G LTE hotspot. And I'm really closely monitoring my data on this thing because it's got like a little LED output that shows you uh, there's a, there's a portion on it where you can watch your data usage. Mm -hmm. I'm keeping a really close eye on that this whole way through this because <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of making sure it doesn't plummet. So far, it's been doing pretty good, but you know we shall see. We'll um, see how we'll see how long you stay with us this evening. Yeah, I wouldn't miss the show for the, I wouldn't miss the show for the world, Joe. <laughs> Sounds good. So. Um, just some quick introductions where we can be found. You can find us on Twitter at What I'm Playing Now. Drop the G. Um, we're on <laughs> Facebook, What I'm Playing Now. We're still working on the website, um, like we mentioned in the in our pilot episode. Um, we're going to be hopefully having that up in the next week or so. Um, and we're just going to be keep on playing games and talking about them. So we're going to start off with some news stories right now. Um, I, Greg, I, we were texting the other day and I mentioned to you, did you happen to check out Trove? Yeah, I actually went and, um, well, first of all, I want to apologize for not contributing anything to the show notes because of what happened today. That's um, all right. We, we got, we got it covered, buddy. Yeah, we have it um, covered. So yeah, I, I did take a look at Trove and, um, I, Without getting into it yet, I wholeheartedly agree with you that this looks like what Cube World should have been, but never came to. Yes. Now, the funny part is, I just went out to the Cube World website while I was waiting for you to kind of get all your stuff set up. Okay. He actually posted something a couple days ago, and there might be another update coming for Cube World. Really? So, we'll see what happens. The Trove actually looks looks really, really interesting. Um I'm really familiar with um, Tryon as a company. Uh, I played Rift, um, which which I think was one of the first MMOs that they that they had released. Um, they have a couple other games out. Defiance um, is one of them. Um, but Trove looks. I play. I played Rift for actually quite a while. I played it probably six to eight months, maybe a little bit more, maybe nine months or so. And um, we did. We did. I was in a really really good guild. Um, we did a lot of raiding, um, end game raiding, and maxed out a character was working on the second character and kind of just got burnt out and that was actually what when i went back to ashron's call 
um, after I got done playing Rift. Um, but Tryon is a company, they put out some pretty good games, and I really, really like, I've already signed up for the alpha for this, um, I really like the look of this trove. It does kind of look like Cube World, it does kind of look like Minecraft, um, it kind of looks like a mishmash of both, especially when you get to the whole RPG aspect and everything. Um, and it's really interesting that they're talking about um, you building stuff and it carrying over possibly from game to game. So yeah. I don't know if there's going to be things you build and then it's tied to maybe your login or something um, and then can possibly carry over to um, another to another world when you log in there. Um, I, I'm really, really interested to see what they're actually going to do with that because from the little video I saw, it really, really wasn't explained. They really didn't explain a lot um, as to that that whole aspect of what they were going to do with it. Yeah, I know one of the problems. We so, were but I mean, as far as the look of the game, that I, I I do like the voxel look. It does look really cool. Mm -hmm. um, everything about the game just looks really neat. Uh, like kind of like you said, um, I'm I'm hoping it's what we thought Cube World was going to be, and I don't know if Cube World will ever get to that. I mean, this is. This is a development team working on this, and Cube World was just, you know, pretty much one, you know, two people possibly. Um, I know the one guy did. I don't, I don't know if his wife actually did anything. I think she did some, um, but they did for what for just two people. They did put out a pretty good game. Um, yeah, I, you know, the the one thing that we talked about with with these sandbox games, especially with Minecraft in particular, you know, everybody. Anytime anybody makes a sandbox game, everybody always compares it to Minecraft, right? Right. Um, which is understandable. Minecraft is kind of the de facto sandbox, you know, open world type game where you literally can do whatever you want. And that in and of itself is kind of a problem because with there being no clear objective, you kind of have to make your own objective. And when you can't make your own objective, there's no point to the game. Yeah. Right. But the problem we have with Minecraft, which we both agreed on, is that whenever they rev Minecraft, um, you effectively break your world if you upgrade. Um, anything you did in that world is moot. Uh, typically, it doesn't carry over to, to new worlds. And um, there's nothing really tied down to your character or to the world itself that would make it safe to move between one world or, you know, one version or the next. Right, right. Um, one of the cool things that we liked about Cube World, which we, you and I spent quite a bit of time playing Cube World. In fact, I think we spent a little bit too much for what yeah. was there. <laughs> yes, I would agree with you. Um, but the cool thing about Cube World was that, I mean, we were spawning worlds with different seeds, and we were leveling our character, and our character stats persisted per world. You know, we would do stuff with our character, keep the loot, keep the stats, keep the XP and just move them over to a different world and we could keep that character between you know local and land play which was really awesome yeah um, that was, the, the loot is the big thing that was one of the really right. really nice things in cube world that was that you could do um you know just being able to pull items out of one world and then use them in another um like mm. I, we'd be able to go into the single player games you know, if we leveled up, and you know, and there were some places, areas where I was grinding, and I got a ton of good loot that you know was good for your character. We'd hook up in our multiplayer world, and I would just drop it on the ground for you, and that was right. That was really neat. I mean, we were we were able to share a lot. We were able to help each other out a lot. You know, and that's that's a good way to have communities form around these right. games. The only thing Cube World was missing was the building aspect. I mean, for all intents and purposes, it was 
I, I feel like it kind of was the RPG aspect that Minecraft should have had to it. Yes, yeah. Um, but Trove really seems like it's going to be that happy middle ground where you're going to have the building aspect from Minecraft, you're going to have the RPG aspect that you had in Cube World, um, plus you've got a pretty well-known and pretty robust development team behind this thing, so this thing could very easily grow legs and run. Um, I'm hoping it does. Um, I had I don't remember where I heard about this. I think I ever heard about it on Twitter, possibly. Um, and then the, when I started looking into it, I was like, oh, I was like, oh, this. here's another game that's in alpha that we said we are not going to screw around with fucking alphas anymore because we yeah. keep getting bit by them. Um, but I don't know. I when I heard it was Tryon, I was like, okay, these guys are for real. Um, you know, having played Rift and Rift wasn't the most um, groundbreaking or earth-shattering MMO that was released, but when they did put it out, it took the best of everything at the time, um, mm-hmm. and it was a very, very good MMO. Um, you know, I would probably say it was probably easily in my top five MMOs over the years. Nice. Um, I would. It's probably up there at two or three, actually. Um, now that I come to think of it, I mean, it's it. It was a really, really good one. Um, really kept me into it and kept me leveling um i think one of the first games where i maxed out my character i want to say was the rift games yeah was was rift because usually in the mmos i get bored and usually drop off before i hit max level but i think rift i actually took like i said i took one character there and i was working on a second one to i think at the time it was 50 or 60 i can't even remember it was a couple years ago nice um but you know that's i'm really in i'm going to be keeping an eye on this one and seeing um what else comes out of that one but i right. thought that was a very very interesting piece of news for this week that i definitely wanted to touch on oh yeah i i, I think i may sign up for alpha um just because of the simple fact that like i said it, it's it's try on behind it um you know it, the alpha may have a little bit more polish than cube world did which that's right. not saying cube world wasn't polished it's just there was no content there for you know the mechanics that existed um, it was it was uh, a good base, and it needed to be updated a little bit more frequently than it has been. So hopefully, right, it, maybe they can get to that. Yeah, and that's that's a that's a discussion for another time because we can yeah. go into all kinds of, especially with me being a developer and all the other kind of stuff. I can go into all different sorts of angles with that discussion. But um, but the next story actually. Um, your your little PS4, one million units sold. Yeah, we're gonna have a couple of PlayStation Four stories here because <laughs> you know what? The PlayStation the, Four came out on fucking Friday, and I have to it's say the it's the end awesome. thing. It's the end thing. I, I you're gonna have to fill me in because I I have nothing on this. So, um, it was I was just reading um on my Kindle the um crap I think it was yesterday even there were some stories coming out. Um, that in the first 24 hours of it being released, they actually sold um, a million units already. Um, they're basically saying it's the fastest-selling console, um, and this is—it's pretty much just North American Canada, I think it is. They're saying it basically topped the initial demand for the PlayStation 2 when it came out back in Japan. Um, European sales are um, going to be out. I think it starts being sold in Europe in two weeks, um, and there are. You know, some of these sites are possibly saying, you know, the Wii U is basically struggling right now. It's about 3.9 million units sold. Um, 
Yikes. Once, once you know, they get a steady stream of inventory, I have a feeling the PS4 is going to blow by Nintendo. And the Wii U's been out for a year now, which I hate to say is that kind of stinks. Um, from what I've heard, though, with the Wii U, there just haven't been a lot of good games out for it right now yet. Um, so well, it's struggling. The, that's the problem with the... That was and still is the problem with the Wii. I mean, there were there were never any really good games yeah. for it aside for you know the one or two that nintendo pushed out and the few niche ones that came with the console when you got it um yeah. you know i'd probably go on a little out on a limb at this point and say come christmas season uh, the wii u is going to be destroyed completely i i was gonna say now it will be interesting this christmas season um because i don't know if you're aware of some of the games that are coming out for no, the Wii U I'm, right now. I think Super Mario's coming out, and I think some of the more popular titles that people are actually looking for are finally getting released about a year after the system's out. So it'll be interesting to see whether Nintendo can actually sell more consoles um, with some of these games coming out and try to beat off, you know, basically Microsoft and Sony right now because you have the Xbox coming out in four days right now as well. So the Xbox is coming out this Friday the 22nd. So I, it's Nintendo's going to be kind of hurting here because you had the PlayStation release in U.S. and Canada on the 15th. You have the Xbox One releasing in multiple multiple areas on the 22nd. I think 16 areas um, is what I read. I thought I think in one article, and then the week after you have um, PS4 being released in Europe. Um, nice. So and they're I don't even think they're releasing the PS4 in Japan until like February. I think well, it is February or March next year. I think it's February. Um, you know, so Sony's in a really prime position right now to just topple everybody. Yes, I mean and, really. And and the thing that that gets that really gets me the most, and this is just from my perspective, is they seem to have been more friendly to the indie community from the opening gate. And I have seen Sony's uh, development kit for the indies, and they've made it exponentially easier to, to write to their consoles um, which has traditionally always been an extremely difficult thing to do well, so I, I, I think the one thing Sony did right this time I think they actually listened to their users right um, And because I, I think one of the big things you had well I guess we could say last gen now since this whole next one starting you know when the PS3 came out and the 360 came out um, I think Microsoft was kind of like the underdog there because the Xbox the original Xbox didn't do the world's greatest the PS2 demolished everybody right H hands down PS2 demolished everybody oh, so yeah. I, th I think when you went into that next gen after that I think which they're referring to as the seventh gen because I think they're calling this the eighth generation now um, yeah. with that seventh gen I think Sony got a little cocky with their PS3 the price that it was released at, everything that it could do was quite amazing. I mean, it was, even with the price it was released at, it was the cheapest Blu-ray player you could purchase. Right. At the time. I mean, so it was really cool. But I think Sony just got a little cocky with developers, with some of the games, with how hard it was to actually develop for the system. And I think the 360 was was probably people were probably looking towards Microsoft and saying let's just put things off on the 360 put put stuff out on the 360 and it I think you know the 360 was uh was doing very very good in sales for the past year or so year a couple of years 
So yeah, yeah, but look at how long it took the 360 to recoup the R and D costs into right. it. Though now right. we don't know what the R and D cost was for the PS3, um, you know, or that for the Wii itself. But I, I, you know, at Microsoft's numbers for that were pretty well publicized, especially if you kept up with you know Paul Thorat. Right. Um, you know, their numbers were there, and they just. I think within like the last year, they just started turning a profit off of the 360. I don't maybe they have or maybe they even haven't started yet. Um, but yeah, the, I mean, the PlayStation's always been kind of that underdog that's come up from the backside and just demolished everybody in one way or another. Right. Yeah. And the PS4 is proving to be no exception in this case. And I'm only catching. So stuff we're going to go on with the next I, story. I don't own a PS4. You know. So, but I mean. Yeah, selling a million units within the first day, that's that's pretty damn good. Yeah, I thought that was pretty amazing. So one of the other stories that came out after um, the PlayStation 4 was released, um, of course there were, I think it was actually even before it was released, um, I think there was some chatter on um, even Thursday about it, some people saying that they were some of their consoles were defective. Um so far from the numbers that I've seen in um, some, of the, some of the different stories, it, Sony is saying like 0.04%, which is well within their means of, or actually 0.4%, um, are affected by what they're calling the blue light. So when you turn on your PS4, there's a light bar kind of like on the top of it mm-hmm. um, that will glow blue, and then once the system's booting up, it goes glows white. Um, once you get to white, you know, your system's booting up and everything, but I guess some of the consoles are staying on the blue light and never going to white, um, which basically means it's either not sending out a video signal, possibly. There were some people that were saying there were some issues with the HDMI ports. Um, I know I checked, I looked at my HDMI port and the cable and everything and plugged it in nice and gentle, try not to force it. Um, one of the websites had said that they had gotten one and that one of the there was a piece of metal that was bent and Sony had taken it back, fixed it. And they were just able to bend it back and actually just correct the issue that way. But the blue light's actually a little bit different than a, than the bent HDMI port on the back. So I, I mean, would is say... It pure, uh, is it purely indicative of a hardware issue? From what it sounds like, the blue light, it sounds like it is a hardware issue. And for only if they're saying 0.4%, it'll be interesting to see if that number goes up over time. And if mm-hmm. um, any more issues arise out of this, or if there's a huge outcry from the community, and that there's a lot of systems out there, I haven't seen too much of it. From what it sounds like, from reading different forums and looking at some of the different sites, it sounds like it's well within the means of basically any issue that you would have in a mass-produced electronic item. I mean, so we'll have to right, wait and well, see. We'll have to wait and see what come what more comes out of this, though. Right, a lot of people don't understand that, you know, when you do mass-produce things, you, you do have an expected mean failure, you know, Correct. you're not every, it's like one, it's like one or two for every 10,000 devices you manufacture, which comes out to be a pretty small percentage, but, you know, not every device that comes out of Sony is going to be, you know, fully functional forever, you know, or Correct. it's going to be perfect, but, um, it's really cool that they're getting on top of this and they're, and they're responding pretty well, it seems yeah they're they're saying you know it, it seems like they're they're working on replacing them for people now what's what's the warranty out of the box i believe it's a one-year warranty um i think that's what most of the consoles do have nowadays i don't think it was anything different 
I'm, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. I think it's a year. I I don't even know if I've ever looked up what the warranty is on the PS4. I thought hmm. most of them did come with like a one-year warranty. I could be wrong. It could be something like as, as small as 90 days. The, you didn't even look in the box. Like, oh, I, I hooked everything together and really wasn't um, interested in the warranty at that point in time. I know they do offer an extended, you can purchase an extended warranty for like a year or two on it. Um, and when you went to go get the PS4, where did you get the PS4 at first? I got it. I've I've done midnight launches before. I've gone in the morning and stood in lines. I've done that whole thing. I'm trying to get a little bit smarter in my in my years now and <laughs> order the fucking thing from Amazon and let me tell you it was perfect. I ordered it very early from Amazon. I think I had my order a week or two after they were announced. So I'm thinking it was back in June. Oh, yeah. That's right. I, I, I forgot. I kept thinking that you were one of those people that lined up outside of Best Buy or something and picked it up. I, um, I had thought about doing that, but I really just did not want to stand out in the rain, the cold. This time of the year where we live, as you know, since we basically live, you know, an hour or so away from each other. Right. Isn't the nicest. I mean, if I lived in California or someplace nice where it was warmer out, hell fucking yeah, I'd go stand outside and shit with, you know, shoot the shit with people. But where we live, I did it. I've done this a couple of times. I did it for the 360. I did it for the Wii. Um, I, I just could not. I just can't do it again. It's just too too fucking cold around here for that stuff. Yeah, especially because the wind's been blowing at like 48 yes. million miles an hour the past couple of days. Yeah. Um, now, does Amazon try to sell you... I don't, I don't know if they do this. Do they try to sell you their own service warranty or do they just delegate through to the manufacturer? Like, do they say that Sony gives you an extended warranty or does Amazon have their own warranty service that they sell you on top of the product i think anything you buy from amazon you can add a warranty onto now i know when you go on to the 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 playstation store i know there's a section on there where sony is offering you an extended warranty okay so yeah see because i know a lot of like brick and mortar stores especially walmart they'll try to push their like product replacement plan right yeah when you buy something it's it's some ridiculous amount that's catered to the cost of the product but I didn't know if Amazon did something like that I, d I don't believe they did from I'm trying to remember from the order page I, I don't I don't I don't remember that so I don't think there was um, you know but like I said I through the store Sony has offered one um, mm -hmm. I don't I don't know if I'm going to take them up on it or not I actually have to try to find and see what the actual warranty is on the PS4 um, I'll have to see if I can maybe we can talk about that then next week Right. Uh, but yeah, I basically had it ordered. Um, one of the things that I had, the, the, the actual order I had with Amazon was the Watch Dogs bundle. So Watch Dogs, um, I think we mentioned last week, was um, delayed until next year, delayed about six months or so. Mm -hmm. And Amazon basically just put me to a, just a launch day console. So they actually didn't make me buy another game. They didn't throw another game in there that I didn't want or anything. So that was really cool that they did that. They basically just said, okay, you were, you ordered it early enough. You know, we're just giving you a launch day console. They give you, like, Pac-Man Extreme. Yeah, yes, yeah, something, yeah, exactly. <laughs> something that I really, really don't care too much about. So um, 
I have to say that that was really cool. I was really, really looking forward to Watch Dogs, but that's a whole other story. Uh, I was going to go to Target on Friday morning because Target was doing a buy two, get one free. I had heard on the internet and reading different forums that um, Best Buy was actually um, honoring the buy two, get one free as well. So I was actually thinking about earlier in the week going to Best Buy and just getting some stuff. Then on Sunday, the Sunday before it was released, uh, Amazon had actually released a notice saying that they were doing a buy two, get one free, and that there was theirs would be available from like noon to four on Tuesday. So they they were giving you a very short window to order it. So uh, I was working from home that day, and on my computer I had three games in my cart at 11.59. Hit next, I had the secret words you need to put in there to get the buy two, get one free deal already in my clipboard. Pasted that in place, and I was probably checked out by like 12.01. Nice. So all all three games came from Amazon. All three games were delivered on Friday with the console. The funny thing was when the UPS guy delivered the console, I told this to my wife and she almost had a heart attack. The UPS guy comes out of the truck, hands me a little envelope. And I had known, I knew I knew exactly what it was. It was the game Knack because Knack came from a different distribution center because I was watching how things were being boxed and I, and I saw Knack was coming alone and the other two games were coming with the console. It looked like they were all boxed together. So the guy hands me the little envelope, so I know it's Knack. So he hands it to me. I was like, thank you. He turns around. I turn around. I go, is there another UPS guy delivering something? Because this is only one package, and I probably should have another one. He goes, no, I'm the only one. And he looks at his clipboard. He goes, and you do have another package. And he goes back inside. (laughs) And he goes back inside the truck and digs it, digs for like a second or, you know, digs for like a minute, comes back out. I go, cool. He goes, goes, this one you have to sign for. So I I signed it, everything like that. So I was just like, thank God I asked. Thank God I just didn't let him go away because he would have probably delivered it five, six hours later if he would have even come back that day. But I was like, holy crap. That son of a bitch. I, I looked at him. I go, this is. I go I, when he came walking out. I go, this is a game. I go, and that's the actual PS4. So I kind of need that to play what's in my hand here. <laughs> so oh, no. yeah, when he Good handed catch, me, man. when he handed me the envelope, I knew I knew it was Nack. And when I got inside and opened it up, and it was Nack. So got everything Very all got everything all hooked up. One of the first things I did was the night before I had downloaded the update. There was a day one update uh, for the PS4 that you had to download, and I didn't know how clogged and congested uh, and Sony's website was going to be or how, how busy their the PlayStation Network was going to be in their download service. So I go, let me just get this downloaded the night before, get it on a thumb drive. I had a 4-gig thumb drive sitting here. I just formatted it FAT32 real quick, just like the PS3. That whole thing works the same. Got it copied over. Start reading a couple more forums. The original download I did was almost 900 meg. And then I then I start reading some other forums and some Twitter posts and everything, and people were saying you only needed one that was 300 meg. So I did some more reading, found another page on Sony's website. They had two different downloads. The original 800, 800 900 meg that I downloaded was if you were replacing uh, your hard drive and if you were actually doing the system off of a, if you were basically building a fresh system on a new hard drive. So you basically you, just downloaded PS4 OS. Basically, that's what it kind of sounds like. Exactly. <laughs> that's pretty much what I was thinking. So 
which I think is a version of BSD. I think is what we had yeah, said. Because I, I think we were talking about this on the Linux show once. Yeah, it's a it's a um, proprietary. Yeah. Well, yeah. Not well. It's it's a proprietary variant of uh, OpenBSD right. with a bunch of uh, uh, stuff for like the HDMI and uh, the proprietary playback and their own system in there and stuff. Yeah. So I started digging around, found the link for the 300 and some meg download, whacked the 800 and 900 meg download, copied that over to the thumb drive, was all ready to go, had that all done Thursday night. So on uh, Friday, the UPS, this is the, one of the earliest I've ever seen the UPS driver come to my neighborhood. He was here at probably like about 1.30, if not a little before that. And he's usually not driving around here until around 5 or 6. So my wife was actually having my family over for birthday and pizza and everything for cake since it was my birthday Friday. And I'm like, I'm not going to get any time to play. I actually had um, some time to actually sit down, screw around with a couple of games. Hmm. So let's get into the next part of our show, what I'm playing now. Good segue. So since we're pretty much done talking about the stories and everything. Oh, and I just kicked off our last episode. That was that was kind of funny. I was on our, well, I was on our, got... I was on our YouTube page from last time. We got double the Joe on this episode. Yeah, really. That was me and Stereo. That's pretty fucking scary. So yeah, you, yeah, you like how I pulled that off. <laughs> so last week before I got the PS4, I was screwing around with a couple of different games. I was playing a little bit more Hotline Miami. Got through a couple more chapters in that. That game's still just really freaky. If you ever do get a chance to play it, you definitely need to check it out. Isn't it on Steam? Yeah, I think it is on Steam. I'll pick it up this weekend. Yeah, I'd wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a it's a really really interesting little game. It's it's some of the levels are just hard as fuck. I mean, some of them I just sit there and I'm just hitting X repeatedly because I just keep dying and just like hit X, <laughs> hit X, you know, to just restart the level. So, but once I got the PS4. Nothing Nothing else has been touched. Uh, my computer has barely been turned on. Uh, I haven't touched the PS3. The 360 is sitting there, not even connected to the internet right now. Because I <laughs> use the... I, well, I just ordered a 24-port switch today, and I'm going to take the 8-port switch I have up here in my computer room down to the entertainment center. Nice. So, well, the 24-port that I got, I was only going to get a 16, but the 24-port was 9 cents more than the 16-port. Really? On Amazon. Yeah, that's a whole other story. We'll talk about that on the Linux show. We're not even going to get into hardware on this one. But yeah, yeah it was I got a, it was a pretty good deal. So I couldn't pass up the 24. Yeah, I need I need to hear about this. <laughs> so So what I what I've been playing on the PS4. Um tried out Assassin's Creed 4 real quick. Really like it. Graphics incredible. Only played about 2 or 3% of it. Haven't spent too too much time with it. Really want to dig my teeth more into it. But what I've played so far really liking so far and I haven't played an Assassin's Creed since the first one so hmm. I can't say I'm burnt out on this series I'm really liking just everything that's in the whole pirate one of this one I really really kind of digging it so far played some FIFA 14 my brothers were over for my birthday both of them I let them both play a game um, oh, how, how is that man the graphics are very, the graphics are very good the game is pretty hard um, really and with, yeah it's the last soccer game, I think the last FIFA game I played probably was back on the original Xbox. So I couldn't even wow. I couldn't even tell you what actual year it was or which one it is. I'll have to maybe look maybe the next time I'm over my brothers if he even ha- if he even still has it, uh, which one we were playing. But um, yeah, it was an old one. So it's I'm I'm 
I've played a couple of games of that and haven't dug my teeth too much on that one yet either. So want to dig, you know, want to get into that a little bit more. Downloaded some games off of the PlayStation Network. Uh, and they got some pretty, pretty good games. The free games you get with PlayStation Plus are Contrast, which is kind of like a platformer puzzle game, and Resogun, which is kind of like a side-scrolling shooter. Resogun has some really, really outstanding graphics. Um, and I have the PlayStation 4 controller here. And one of the neat things with the PlayStation 4 controller is it has a speaker right here above the PlayStation button. Oh, that's cool. So while you're playing your games like Resogun, it'll be talking out of the television and out of the controller, and it almost giving you like a whole surround sound type thing, you know. It's it's actually oh. really cool to hear it coming out of the controller because it's so close to you. It's, it's kind of it, like it's kind of like the Wii thing, but on crack, basically. Exactly. Yes. Yes. It 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 does kind of remind me of the Wii, but just but kind of a little better. Is the audio quality better? Because I know that yes. what, that speaker in the Wii mode was kind of low quality. Yeah. No. 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 It's it's pretty good. It's 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 not that bad. I mean, from from what I've seen in um, both Knack that I'm playing and Contrast or not Contrast um, Re Resogun, it it works it works pretty good. Nice. So I've played Resogun several times, um, kind of like in that side-scrolling shooter, and then I kind of started up Contrast on Saturday afternoon, and finished it yesterday. It's a it's a shorter game, like I said, it's a little platformer puzzle type game. I really really kind of like what they did with some of the concepts here, in that Ooh. they're using the name Contrast. You have the char you have your character that you're controlling, which is basically almost like an invisible friend to this girl that's in game. And I'm not going to give too many spoilers here. That's about all I'll say about that. But the neat concept in the game is when your character is up against, like let's say a wall or near a wall, and is casting a shadow, you hit R2, and you basically can go into shadow mode, kind of like a contrast, and you control the shadow character then. And hmm then you can interact with the shadows that you see on the screen. Wow. So it's really, really cool because some of the puzzles, there were a couple puzzles I had to sit there for a good half hour and try to figure out. The one puzzle on Saturday night really had me stumped and I didn't get it until I came back to it on Sunday. You know, sometimes when you hit one of those puzzles where you're just like, you're trying everything and you can for like a half hour and then you're like, I'm completely lost. Yeah. So I stopped playing it on Saturday night, picked it up Sunday morning, start playing a little more i was even i was like getting kind of frustrated i was even looking for cheats the game's so goddamn new there's no <laughs> cheats out there i saw i found a youtube video i found a youtube video and the guy got right up to the point where i was right up to the puzzle where i was right up to the point and he goes we're gonna have to visit this one later and i'm like no don't stop here i need to know what you did next i was like oh shit <laughs> So I sat there and screwed around with it for like 15 more minutes, and my wife's sitting there watching me play it, and she's giving me tips and everything. Um, Sunday morning she wasn't there. Saturday night she wasn't. Neither of us really saw and could figure out what we needed to do. So Sunday I started playing around and was able to figure it and get past it, and then before I knew it, the game was over. Oh, wow. So I was like, okay, that was a cool short little game. Um... Which, which I really liked. The graphics were really good. I really liked the whole shadow aspect of the game. The way you interacted with the world and the shadows and everything was just a really, really neat concept. I don't think I've ever seen anything like that before. So that's, that, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, so that was pretty cool. So I played a little more Assassin's Creed last night. 
And then today I wanted to try NAC because I went and picked up a second second controller for my wife because I knew NAC is co-op. Mm. Well, NAC is only co-op after you finish it the first fucking time. Oh, what the hell is it's that? It's one of those games. So I'm trying to play through NAC right now. I'm about more than a third of the way through, I think, today I made it. I'm on Chapter 5, and I think there's 13 I read. I looked it up just to see how many chapters there were. So I'm on, I think I'm starting Chapter 5, and like I said, there's 13. So um, NAC has been getting beaten down um, in the review world. Hmm. It's it's a, I would say it's like a lo- another puzzle platformer type game. The graphics are kind of neat. Um, I wouldn't say it's anything special. Nothing super spectacular. I don't know. I've been trying to avoid reading reviews on it because I kind of want to play it the whole way through and give make my own opinion before right. I start getting before I start reading what everybody else is saying about it. I've just looked at numbers and some of the numbers I've seen for this game aren't very good. I have seen a, I have seen a couple of numbers that were good. Nothing super spectacular, but the numbers for this game are appear to be all over the damn place. <laughs> so, so basically it's it's either a, you you love it or you hate it basically. That's about what it's sounding like right now. I mean cuz I I was playing through it today and I played for a couple for quite a, for several hours. Um, getting through those, you know, first four chapters and, you know, into where I was. Nothing super difficult. There were a couple of parts where I was having to learn to manage a couple of things and do some jumps and everything. And once I kind of got it down, I'm like, all right, we're cool here. Uh, the, the graphics are really nice. Every game I've played on the PS4 is the graphics are just insane. I really haven't noticed anything funky with the graphics. I haven't noticed any hitching, no slowdowns that I can think of. No drop in frame rate from anything that I've seen so far. I'm not playing any FPS games, so I really can't talk about the Call of Duties and the Battlefields and how they're playing on the systems, but the games I've played so far, like Assassin's Creed, um, has run smoothly and has run perfect. And Nice. The, the really, really nice thing with Assassin's Creed 4 that I noticed, we're finally getting to the point where the cutscenes are looking so close to actual gameplay. Very cool. And this is this is something that, you know, my wife and I, we've been playing games since back in the PlayStation 2 and probably back on PlayStation 1 when we first met. Um, I introduced her to gaming, and she even said, you know, she goes, you know, it'll be so cool when games actually look like all the cutscenes because there's mm-hmm. always that huge distinction when the cutscene ends and the game begins and you can just instantly tell graphically there was just a huge change there. <laughs> You know what's going to be interesting to to that point, and I say this only because, well, I'm saying it being agnostic as agnostic as I possibly can be from my fanboy nature. <laughs> it's going to be extraordinarily interesting to see what Square Enix puts out for this console. Yes, it's going to be very extraordinarily interesting because you may not be a fan of Final Fantasy, and I'm not talking about you. I'm just saying anybody who's listening to this right. or, or watching it. You may or may not like Final Fantasy, but the one thing you have to, you know, admit is that Square Enix is constantly pushing the boundaries of the graphical capabilities of the consoles that they push games out on. They always do. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Definitely. I've seen some demo footage that they've put out for some of their next gen tools. I've seen demos for their uh, what they what was originally Final Fantasy 13 versus that's turned into Final Fantasy 15. Um, 
it's getting to that point with those guys. It would not surprise me if it's if their next release was exactly like you were saying, where you cannot distinguish between cutscene and actual game. Um, and if you haven't seen those, I'd take a look at them. Uh, that really, really amazing graphically, very, very amazing. Yeah, it's it's the the graphics with Assassin's Creed Four, and it's one that I want to show my wife because I really don't think she she really saw me play too much of that um, Friday night because she was trying to get um, everything ready for the for the party. She was went out and got the pizza and cupcakes and all this other stuff, and I was sitting there playing Assassin's Creed Four, so I can't really complain. It was a pretty cool day. You know, once it, <laughs> once it was there, once it came, she was just like, "Yeah, do whatever the hell you want." She goes, "I'm not even going to bug you anymore." She was super cool with it, so. I, nice. I want to sit down and show her the intro to Assassin's Creed 4 because it was definitely a really, really graphically outstanding intro. And it, I would, I really like the look of it. And just when you're walking around, when I was just walking around the one town, the rainfall, the way the water actually puddled up and the way the water seemed to slowly just wet the ground and give it a sheen and just a a look that you really haven't seen before when you're when you're playing a game you can it just slow you can, it it felt like you were walking outside it didn't the ground just didn't instantly change it just seemed like it slowly it, it started raining in the game and i noticed on the ground okay there's a little little water on there and then it started the water started to build up and then as you're walking you were going through puddles and stuff it was definitely a really really cool experience that i just happened to notice and i don't know how many people actually took the time to actually notice those that type of little detail in the game mm-hmm. and those are the types of things I'm kind of looking for with the next generation that that, right. that just immerse you into the games just that little bit more than they did the last time mm-hmm. absolutely so but that's the yeah so far those are the games I've, I've been playing um, I want to download a couple of other games that are on the PlayStation store that are free to play um, there's a game called Warframe that I think I downloaded which is a free-to-play shooter, I believe. Um, I may download DC Universe. I had played that on the PC. I actually played that in beta. And that was coming out about the time that Rift came out. And when I played that game in beta, and then I played Rift beta, I kind of canceled my order for DC Universe Online and bought Rift immediately. (laughs) (laughs) So I may download DC Universe. I'm not too sure if I even want to put that on my hard drive anymore. Maybe I'll just download it on the PS3. I really don't care. I can just download it on my computer. It does that. That game does kind of play better though with a joystick. When I when hmm. I was playing the beta on my computer and then I downloaded it on the PS3, actually, it did feel more like a action adventure type game, like a beat 'em up game, where a controller did work better than the mouse and keyboard. Right. Which is really odd for an MMO, but and that was that was one of the hard things I had playing with you know playing an MMO with a controller just was was kind of just difficult for me. <laughs> I guess I'm just a purist when it comes to the MMOs. I just want my keyboard and mouse. So yeah, um, back to the PS4. Some other things I've noticed about it. Um, we got Netflix working on there immediately. That was really easy to do. I really didn't have any issues downloading anything from the PlayStation Network um, Friday or or even you know over the weekend. Everything seems to have downloaded really fast. I haven't really noticed too much slowdown. They did release a PlayStation app on the phone. They released it for Android and iOS. And it's 
I guess it's similar to like the Xbox the Xbox app. There's actually a part of the PlayStation app where you can connect it to your PS4 and use your phone as almost like a second screen. Now I have yet to find a game that I can get that working with. I don't know if it's working with Assassin's Creed or not, but I haven't found it working. I didn't try it with Nacti. I didn't even think to try it. But it wasn't doing anything with contrast. Um, the app is kind of a little clunky. Uh, there's like a what's new section, which is supposed to be like what all your friends are kind of doing. Um, and I've actually added a bunch of new people uh, since I belong to the Giant Bomb community and I belong to their website. I put my name out there on the forums and there's a bunch of people that have added me and I've added a bunch of people as friends. So I have way more friends now on the PS4 than I ever did on my PS3. And, like, the, the one section of the app is supposed to be, like, what your friends are doing now. Um, that really isn't showing anything. It just says, cannot connect to the server when I try to do it. I'm trying to do it right now. I mean, so I think I think they're still kind of going, working through some things with the app and with um, some of the newer things that they've introduced with uh, the PS4. The PS4 does still have trophies, like the PlayStation 3 does. One of the more interesting things with the trophies that I've noticed that I don't know if a lot of people know about, they have a different rarity to them. So depending on how many people have a particular trophy, they give it a different rarity, like common, rare, ultra rare, and then they give a percentage as to how many people have it. Like one of the badges I or one of the trophies I have here for Knack is Chieftain Badge, um, defeat of cha the Chapter Three part 5 boss. There's 47% of the people have it, and I think that's a common one. Oh, actually, it says it's rare. I can't believe 47% is rare. But there were a lot I had in contrast, especially finishing the game. There were only about 4% of the people that finished it, and that was ultra rare. Now, is that, now that whole rare, ultra rare, you know, common thing, is that weighted based on the community distribution of that particular achievement, or I, is that... I am not sure. I gotta read a little bit more into this because the one thing I'm interested in is if I get a trophy when it's ultra rare, let's say, and my mom's calling me right now. That's really nice, mom. Get out of here. <laughs> Let me just cancel that call. Um, <laughs> Click. Yeah, I, I just hung up on her. She can, she can leave me a voicemail. I'll get back to her in a minute. She probably has a question about the computer anyway, so I'm probably just gonna have to dial into her computer here once we're done um, I guess one of my questions is if I get a trophy when it's ultra rare does it always stay ultra rare for me or once it gets above a certain percentage does it change rarity right that's, that's kind of what I was hinting at yeah. was, you know if, if you get one that's ultra rare and then other people start getting it does it depreciate its ultra rare value for you I I don't know that answer, and I need to look that up, and I need to figure that out. And I'm trying to look through um, contrast real quick to see if maybe more people have finished it. Because, like I said, there were only about four people that finished it. There are six people, or there's six percent of the people that have finished it now, and that's gone from ultra rare to very rare. So you know what it changes. That's interesting. So there, we just we just answered that question. Right, that's and that's interesting because that could possibly turn to a, a thing where you start depreciating the overall value of the game. Yeah, I would kind of like it to stay... If I finish it early, 
keep me at ultra rare right i guess just for me or for me to see it if somebody gets it when it's under rare or you know very rare that's fine let it show that for them but let let them let it show for me that i got it way earlier than anybody else i guess would be kind of something that I would like to see. So I need to read a little bit more about that, but from just from looking at that one alone, just from people who finished it, I know it was 4% yesterday, and right now it's a 6%, and I know it was ultra-rare yesterday, and right now it's very rare. So I would have to say it changes. Hmm. So I'm not too, sure, not too sure how I feel about that now that I just looked at that. I'm kind of pissed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's it. Fucking PS4 is going up on eBay. Screw it. I'm done. This generation's <laughs> over. <laughs> Everything we said about it before, cancel all that. So I, that's something interesting that they're adding in um, with the trophies. One of the other neat things that I kind of like, um, not too sure a lot of people know, the PS4 actually does a standby mode where it's kind of just like in a low-powered state. I'm not too sure what's all running when the P, when it's PS4 is in a low-powered state. Now, I know when I just kicked off my PlayStation app just now, and I... I know I'm in standby mode on the PS4. It could see my PlayStation, and it says I can connect to the PS4. It says it's in standby mode, but I can connect to it. Hopefully I don't turn the so fucking thing on right now because my wife is watching TV, but she's not flipping over to that HDMI port, so it's not going to matter. So it's actually still discoverable on the network even though it's, quote, standby. It looks like it is, and one of the reasons why hmm. I was leaving it in standby mode was to charge the controllers. Um, that is one thing you can do in standby mode that I was reading on Google+, Plus. some people weren't aware of with the controllers. There is an option under the power settings that you can... I believe it's on by default. For me, it was. I'm sure it's probably on for everybody. Um, you can actually control what your PS4 does in standby mode. Um, does it, do, does it, is it able to download stuff? Is it able to power supply power to the USB port so you can charge your controllers while in standby mode? Hmm. So I thought that was pretty neat. Um, and I was charged... This, controller I have up here with me that I grabbed was fully charged. I was charging the second one that I bought even though I highly doubt if my wife's going to want to play FIFA 14 with me and that's probably the only multiplayer game I think I have right now because I don't know if Resogun is. I think Resogun single player. I'm going to have to look at that and see if it is. So until I actually finish Knack, she probably isn't going to have much to fucking play on the PS4 right now. <laughs> so, but it, Good. <laughs> it does look like I can control the power through my app though. Um... There's a power button here on the app, and I'm guessing I could probably possibly power up the PS4 or maybe even shut the whole thing down right from my phone here, which is kind of neat as well. Hmm. Um, like I said, it does have a second screen functionality, um, but this is pretty much what I always see. It's basically this screen is currently not in use. So I need to find a game that offers the second screen and see what that actually does. Um, I don't, yeah, that'd be, that'd be really neat to find out. I don't know if anything in Assassin's Creed 4 does or not. Um, I know in Assassin's Creed 4, one of the really nice things I liked on this controller is the touchpad, which is brand new to the PlayStation 4. And it's literally just like almost like your, like a screen on your phone. You can basically move your finger around. Um, in Assassin's Creed 4, it will actually, you can pinch and zoom the map. You can scroll your finger left or right and move yourself around the map on the PS4, and it moves way smoother than if you try to just move it using the controller to kind of scroll around the map. When you're using the controller, it's kind of janky and jerky. When you use the 
the touchpad here, it actually moves it much faster and much smoother. I've yeah, noticed. I can see where that would be. I can see where that would be of a benefit to a shooter game. Yes. Um, because I find myself, and, and I don't play shooters all that often, but the ones that I do play, uh, I find myself resorting to using my keyboard and mouse just because the sensitivity on my mouse is way higher, and I right. can be a I can be a lot more accurate with the mouse. If I do it with a controller with a thumbstick, it's clunky movement. It you know it, I feel like I'm moving snapping like snapping 32 pixels at a time sort of like a box motion um but for just in general moving around i think using an analog you know i'm sorry a thumbstick would work out really well um i've always found moving in general using touch screens to be kind of janky right like some of the some of the games i have for android uh more specifically final fantasy 3 when you tap on your device a, you know, like a mock joystick appears on the screen and you can move it in a circle. And that circle, you know, moving that thumbstick and, you know, the fake thumbstick around in the circle controls how your character moves. It always feels kind of slippery, especially when you're trying to move your character, position them in a, really, in a point where you need fine grain control. You don't have it because it's, it's just way too sensitive. So i can see where you could use the touchpad and i can see where you shouldn't use the touchpad yeah. at least for me yeah it'll be interesting to see what other games um actually utilize that i know there's a couple of things in there's an app you can download that is usable for the camera like a game store or something like i can't remember what it's actually called right now um and it has some things in there that you can use with the camera and like there's these little robots that'll look like it's it's showing you a picture of you sitting there and your surroundings and then it's showing like these little robots on the on the ground in front of you and you can move them and you can i've seen some of the some of the videos where people are like flipping at the touchpad and you're looks like you're spitting the robots right out of the controller and everything um, oh it's it sounds like augmented reality yeah that's what it kind of that's what it does look like um and then they then you can hit a button and it looks it looks like you're looking inside the controller and you're seeing all these little robots in there and I'm I'm kind of interested to see that I kind of wish I would have had the camera on Friday because my little nephew was over and I think he would have got a fucking kick out of these little robots going around the screen and him kicking them and everything so that is I I ordered the 24 port switch today I ordered the camera um and I also ordered a charger because this is something that was really, really interesting that I found out today. The charger, there's a there's USB cord that comes with um, the PS4, so you can charge up your controller. I bought that second controller today. It does not come with a USB cord. They say use the cord that came with the PS4. Okay. So I was like, really? Are you fucking serious? I only have one USB cord to charge with so I was I was going to get a charger anyway so the one I ordered from Amazon was on back order so we'll see when that gets here I'm not going to sweat that it's no big deal it's not like we're playing a ton of two player games right now anyway <laughs> so that's just another thing that if you are getting a second controller keep in mind you either need to supply your own USB cord or you need to get a charger if you just want to charge them on their own um, the PS4 does have two front USB ports. There is a USB port in the back. I believe it's USB. It is only usable by the camera, supposedly. From what I've read so That's far. That's interesting. From what I've read so far, they say they say the back one is only for the, is for camera use only. 
So uh, now does it look, does it look like a standard USB port? Yeah, or is it, 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 it does. It does. So I'm not too sure. That's where, yeah, that's where usually when you have a port that's a single purpose port like that, there's some type of proprietary connector for yeah, it. Yeah, it looked like it was USB. I really didn't take a too too close of a look at it, but I'm pretty sure it was. It looked just USB. So I should I should have the camera on Wednesday. So for definitely for next week's show, I'll be playing around with some of the camera um, and let people know about that. It's really interesting some of the things you're supposed to be able to do with the camera um you can actually log into your playstation account just by facial recognition so it will actually take some pictures of you and then will log you into your psn account basically basically by walking into the room and standing there and it will then log you in uh you can also do some um, voice commands with uh with a playstation 4 through the camera um, like launch games, you can go like PlayStation, Knack, and it'll go to Knack, and then you could say Start Knack, and it would launch the game. I don't think it's as robust as the Xbox One, from what I've seen that what, on what the Xbox One can do, um, as far as the voice commands goes. But it looks like it's a pretty good start. So it's definitely not going to be the voice commands that the Xbox One has. Definitely isn't a game seller for me. I'm more interested in the console itself, and so far, from what I've seen on the console and what the PlayStation 4 can do, I think it's going to be a good generation of games we have here. So as long as some of these games start coming out, I I can't wait to start playing some of these new fucking games already. So I think that's about it for the PlayStation 4 for right now. I can't really think of anything else I wanted to say. I wanted to talk about the standby mode and all those other things. And I think I think I pretty much covered the bases. So the last segment of the show that we did last week was what I want to play now. And pretty much I think what I'm going to do is try to just pound through Knack and just I'm off until Wednesday. I don't go back to work until Thursday. I had one more vacation day, so I took it on Wednesday. So I'm going to try to just storm through Knack and just get Knack out of the way right now. Um, because once I really dig my teeth into Assassin's Creed 4, it I just want to play Assassin's Creed 4. So I'm trying to just get all these little smaller games out of the way, like Contrast I knocked out in like a day and a half, you know, Knack I th- hopefully knock out in a couple of days, and then I just want to dig my dig my teeth into Assassin's Creed 4, and then, you know, sit around and screw around with FIFA 14 every now and then, you know, just as something to, something to play around with. Mm-hmm. So those are the things I'm looking forward to. What are you looking forward to play, Greg? Is there anything look coming up? <laughs> I, honestly, I haven't been paying attention because I've been kind of shuffled busy with work and everything like that. Um, what I did do was, uh, we and we discussed this, I, I finished um, the Burial at Sea DLC right, right. for Bioshock Infinite. I uh, finished it the same day I downloaded it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Hopefully it was worth the money. No. Oh shit. Colo- colossal letdown. Really? Yes. Oh, that sucks. I, I and and it's I will still say that BioShock Infinite is is my one of my favorite games this year. Um However, Burial at Sea um I'm not going to lie that the that the DLC looks amazing because it is the BioShock Infinite engine. Um I think there may be a really interesting story there because after I finished it, I, I did a let's play for it. So, and I have all the videos rendered. So I went back and watched them all. And after reading through the dialogue, there is a very interesting story going on 
with this DLC, but it's clearly incomplete because the second episode's not out yet. Um, however, that being said, it's an extraordinarily short DLC, and I feel like the the cost that you would pay for it had you not purchased the season pass is not worth it. Wow. Um, just because it is so short, it's 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 an extremely short. I had maybe four hours. Uh, that that was it. It was literally a four hour DLC, and it's drowned out an extraordinarily hard combat. Wow. Um, I, I I just don't know what else to say about it. I I need more of the story there before I can say anything. But right now, I'm extraordinarily disappointed with it. Um, so if you did get the season pass, you probably saved yourself some pain. Um, if you just bought the DLC outright, you're probably going to want to kill yourself. So, um, but yeah, I did finish that. Um, one thing, th this kind of falls into what I am playing now and what I want to play now, uh, Terraria. I know, Joe, you and I have talked off camera yes. about Terraria a couple times. Yeah. Um, yesterday, I sat down and I just said, you know what, I've got nothing but time today, so fuck it, I'm just going to play Terraria. And I did. And there's a couple of things I've realized about the game. First, you cannot walk to it as, oh, this is a Minecraft clone. No, definitely not. No, because that's what I was doing originally. Yes, and don't when do I sat, and when, Yeah, when I <laughs> sat down yesterday, I, I was like, don't do this. Just play the game, see what happens. And I remember the one thing you told me was, it's more about exploring yes. rather than building. So if you put yourself into that mindset where you just say, you know what, I'm just going to dig and dig and cut and dig and kill and just go for it, you're going to enjoy the game more. And that's exactly what I did. I think I ended up playing Terraria yesterday for almost seven hours. Wow, nice. Yeah, you um, played longer than I have then because I don't think I've given it seven hours yet. But <laughs> it's what I have given it, it's... Isn't it isn't bad, but I just it hasn't hooked me. Right, and I think it's hooked me. Oh shit! But I need I need to see what else there is because apparently this game is extraordinarily more complex than what I originally thought it was. Um, in the sense that there are actual dungeons and actual bosses that you can kill that will progress the world along. Right. Yeah, I've heard and that. Will, and, yeah, and it will open up different ores and different materials to you so you can build better equipment and then eventually lead up to, you know, god equipment, basically. Um, I haven't seen these yet, but they do exist, so I am looking for them, and I think that's the part where I'm hooked at is I've, I've kind of got addicted to the whole mining, building, and killing things. I want to see what I can do as far as bosses go and progressing the, progress the map along. You're chasing the carrot on the stick. They got you. They got yeah, you right pretty, now. They got you running on the treadmill. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> and, and, it, and like I said, it, it's kind of strange because originally I was looking at Terraria and just like, oh, I already play Minecraft. Why, you know, why do I want to play Terraria? Right. And if you look at it like that, you just completely destroy your perspective of the game. Um, it also does. It also helps too that they pushed out a patch, not too long ago, for Terraria, where he added some additional content mm -hmm. to it. So there's there's some pretty there's some pretty interesting stuff going on there. Um, but really, if you if, if by now if you haven't heard of Terraria or haven't played it, I really would suggest you go out and do it. It's a really nice indie game, and it's not that expensive either. I think it's like ten bucks on Steam. Yeah, I think it's I think it's inexpensive. I think I think it's one of the cheaper ones on Steam, and it it, it is. It is pretty fun. From what I played so far, like I said, I haven't 
dug my teeth into it. You've played more than I have, and it does look like there's something there that could hook me. I just haven't gotten given it the amount of time it needs to to actually sink its teeth into me. But I do see that there is there can be some nice addictive things to that game. So that is one that I want to get back to as well, and I want to play. And, and I know there's some multiplayer, and maybe we'll have to do set up a multiplayer world for us to play on and maybe have and do some adventuring together sometime. Yeah, I was going to say that there was that aspect. I, th- I don't think you need a specific server. I think you can just open your world to LAN. Yeah, I think so. And sort of like, tur- yeah, it's sort of like turn your own, sort of like what we did with, well, no, Cube World had a server, didn't it? So, Cube World did have a server a server that I had to kick right. up, like a server piece to it um, that, uh, that I had right. to run. So yeah, Now, the thing with Terraria, though, is it kind of has that Cube World aspect in the sense that when you first start, it's extremely hard. Yes, I've Getting- noticed that. Right, because you are extraordinarily under-equipped to deal with when nighttime comes and mobs start spawning. Yeah. They will probably they will probably tank you very easily. I would say that the first night in Terraria is way more difficult than the first night in Minecraft. <laughs> Exponentially more difficult. When those flying eyes come in in Terraria, they oh. fuck you up big time. I mean, yeah, more than any skeleton or creeper ever did. And, well, creepers, yeah, and, creepers almost one shot you in fucking Minecraft. Well, now, now they do. Yeah, for sure. Um, when I first play, when I first started playing Terraria, I got unlucky and spawned in a, like on top of an Indian burial ground or something. And <laughs> like every mob known in existence just came out at me. And one of those, I don't know if you've seen them, but there's like these earthworms that sh- that. Like burrow through the earth and they propelled themselves out. Yes, I have. And they kind they get. Yeah, that's what spawned when I first played Terraria. Nice. That thing killed me. And I was like, I was like, fuck this game. Nice. I'm not playing this anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely something you have to give some time to. And I, like I said, I want to give it some time to, again. And it's cool that you're getting into that. Maybe I'll have to get back into that too. I know they. Yeah, I know they had a Terraria on the PS3. I wonder if they'll release mm-hmm. it for the PS4. Um, I just played the that's, demo on the PS3. I don't think I had ever purchased it. That's the, that's the other thing I wanted to mention, too, is that there seems to be a disparity in content between the console versions and the PC version. From what I've read, there seems to be certain bosses that are in the console version that are not on the PC version oh. and vice versa. Cool. Interesting. As Yeah, as well as, you know, equipment, ores and stuff. Apparently, there's also a version for Android and iOS, which I did not know about. I... Those are newer, I think, and I think I just recently saw the Android one. I haven't seen it. I well, I didn't go look yet. Um, I want. I was. I was considering. I was considering dropping the coin on it for Android. I was. I want to say it was like two ninety nine for Terraria. Oh man. I don't think it was that expensive. See, I, see, I got, I'm kind of taking that with a grain of salt, though, because not to draw a comparison again, but. Minecraft Pocket Edition severely, severely out of sync with the desktop version. Right. Severely, and it, it, I mean it's horrible. Terraria is four ninety nine on the, on the on the Play Store. Hmm. I will have to. I am definitely going to drop coin on that and see what that's like. I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to look at that too and see what it see what it's like. I I got it off um, of Steam like you did, so right. Um. But yeah, basically, I've just I've been doing let's plays for the podcast, man. I got 
I've got a lot of Bioshock Infinite coverage. Cool. I'm basically just doing a let's play the whole game. Nice. Um, I did a let's play for the Clash in the Clouds DLC, which is basically just a... Um, it's like a free-for-all, but you go through different waves and you get different achievements depending on you know, how you complete those waves. So, like, one wave, they'll send a bunch of hard enemies at you and you have to kill them all with a pistol without shooting them in the head or the heart. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, they're, they're pretty complicated waves, but it, it's really cool. Um, uh, yeah, I'm still not off my Bioshock Infinite thing. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm way entrenched in that. Way entrenched in that. That's that's um, fine. That's fine. As long as you're playing yeah. something. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, that's that's really where I'm at right now. I've I've been getting demolished at work so my spare time's gone to trying to do terraria trying to do bioshock infinite and trying to get everything else done too cool so well i think we are to the end of actually our first episode um which ended up being a little longer than we anticipated and surprisingly you're still with us yeah i'm checking my view usage or did we just lose you now did you? No, 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 you didn't. You're still there. You went you went quiet <laughs> for a second. I go, if you just drop right now, that will be the fucking funniest way to end the episode. You, you, we couldn't have planned it better. <laughs> you scared me there for a minute. I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> All right, well, let's end it before you do drop. So where we can be found, we mentioned this stuff at the top of the show. We're going to mention it at the bottom of the show as well. Um, check us out on Twitter. What I'm playing now, drop the G from playing. Um, I did start a Facebook page. page. Um, what I'm playing now... I haven't done too, too much with that. We're still working on the website, like we said. Greg actually did an audio podcast for us, which we're going to load up um, to our website once we get that up there. And we will have video out on YouTube as well as audio podcasts you can download from our website once we get that up and running. Um, and now that we have episode one under our belt, I definitely need to get working on the website and get that up so people can start visiting it. So... I think yeah, and we'll, and we'll keep doing audio versions as well. Um, I think I'll keep up on that after doing the the pilot episode. I think I've got it set to where I can just go ahead and plug the tracks in, and we're good to go. Sweet. So that's what I like to hear, buddy. Yeah. All right. Well, we are at the end of episode one. Everybody, go play some games and let us know what you're playing now. Have a good one. We'll see you later.